This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds and Benson burners. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that thinks that all the Republicans who have to debate Donald Trump next month should hire roast writers. Coming to you from Mini HQ in Los Angeles on Thursday, July 23rd, 2015. Tonight here in Hollywood, I'll be doing a Doug Loves Movies taping in the Nerd Melt showroom in the back of Meltdown Comics. Three guests from movies and television have been booked. Ten bucks gets you in. And yeah, my voice is shot. Thanks for noticing. Tulsa, Oklahoma, my stand-up show Sunday night is almost sold out. Like 20 seats are left, so get on it. And make a name tag, too. I'm so demanding. On Tuesday night, we did a Benson movie interruption of the Mark Wahlberg classic Fear at CineFamily here in L.A., and I'll play the audio of the opening moments from that show at the end of this mini. The Doug Loves Movies Challenge continues. Movie number 135 is a movie that Jeff Tate recommended to me when he saw it at last year's Traverse City Film Festival. And boy, am I glad I got around to watching it when I saw it was playing the other night on Showtime. I was like, ooh, cold in July. That's that movie that Jeff Tate raved about. And, you know, sometimes I don't agree with Jeff, but in the case of, like, crime dramas, I think he's, you know, got a pretty good eye. This one is quite riveting, starring Michael C. Hall, and the less you know about it, the better. I saw a still from the movie in the program from the at the festival last year that I remembered, and it turned out to be a spoiler. So Doug digs it. That's all you need to know. Cold in July. It's on Showtime, and uh, it's probably also available in other places. The next day, I saw movie number 136 at the Arclight in Hollywood. It's called The Stanford Prison Experiment. It's in limited release right now. Who knows how wide of a release it's going to get. But it's the depiction of a really fucked up experiment that really happened. And while it's a well-made movie with almost all of the top young male talent in Hollywood, I found it unpleasant to sit through. But an unpleasant experience for the characters in a film doesn't have to be an unpleasant experience for the viewers. Case in point, movie number 137, Fort Tilden. It's the after-hours-like story of two women who just want to go to the beach but encounter a lot of weirdos and bad luck along the way. Bridie Elliott, yes, daughter of Chris Elliott and sister of Abby, and Claire McNulty, star in this South by Southwest award winner that I did not see at South by Southwest. That's the crazy thing about film festivals is sometimes you don't see the best movies, but you still get to see a lot of movies. (laughs) I'm excited for... Traverse City Film Festival and Fantastic Fest, uh, both coming up later this year. The episodic nature of Fort Tilden reminded me of uh, the movie Slacker, speaking of Austin, Texas. But this film is funnier than that seminal motion picture. Look for the writing and directing team of Sarah Violet Bliss and Charles Rogers in a cameo as fucking idiot number one and fucking idiot number two. Doug digs it. What are you guys watching for movie number 137? Huh? <laughs> uh, James Schultz saw True Story, an unconvincing tale of two liars. Full review here. And then he's got the full review at goodbadugly.review slash movie slash 
true story. So go read the whole review if you want. Marble underscore dragon saw Batman Begins. Nolan really gets Batman in this movie especially. It's interesting. I was watching that one again recently, and maybe it is the least ridiculous of the three Batman movies. I mean, I love them all and can watch them endlessly, but watching The Dark Knight Rises recently, I was just, you know, I was watching it instead of continuing with the challenge. That's how much I like the Batman movies. But boy, just from the first scene, it's just a bunch of stupid stuff that happens. Like, every plan Bane has just works out just because he gets fucking lucky. Like, is Gotham, uh, London, England? Like, why do none of the cops have guns in that scene where they're all out in the street just punching each other? Why doesn't somebody just fucking shoot Bane in the head? Mike Tweet Stuff saw Doctor Strange forgettable even by animated direct-to-DVD standards. Ooh, yeah, I would never watch a direct-to-DVD animated movie. Animation is such a cash cow these days. I mean, look at fucking Minions. I've heard that it's not very good, but it's raking in the dough because those little yellow pills are so cute. Daniel Grima saw the voices, disturbing and creepy, but still very entertaining. Hey, Dan, can you let me know if I'm pronouncing your name right? I assume it's Grima. Might be Grima, but, you know, give me a shout on Twitter so I don't keep butchering it. Lou Geese saw Amy, powerful documentary of an amazing artist. Best picture possibility. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Uh, Documentaries never get nominated for best picture, but maybe you mean best documentary? Or a nomination for Best Documentary. Huddle Cow saw Amelie. Sweet, but I thought it was supposed to be great. Uh, yeah, I I liked it a lot. <laughs> Big Nige One saw Dope. It certainly was. Smart, funny, flat out, entertaining. I agree, Big Nige. A underscore N underscore Photos saw The Fugitive, another classic I somehow missed. Knocked off. Loved it. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie, right? A Guy in a Wire saw Ted 2, a refreshing comedy sequel that expands upon the story rather than rehash it. I cannot possibly believe that's true. I'll see it, but there's no way it's not a rehash. It's still just a talking teddy bear sitting around making jokes and dirty comments with Mark Wahlberg. And they go to court for some reason. That's the big change. Anchorman 2 was seen by Sherry Coombs. Not the best sequel, but that ending. Jeez. (laughs) I don't know. I think that means you like the ending. Uh, Marty McSuperfly saw Speed 2 Cruise Control. Doesn't take a moment to breathe or to make any sense. Yeah, and then, like, you know, at the end, it's just, uh, doesn't a boat, like, crash into a town and just crash through a bunch of houses? It's weird. Gregory Pex saw the proposition Western about an outlaw forced to hunt down his brother. Really good. That's Australian, right? Or from New Zealand? It's brutal, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly. Filthy Andy saw the burbs. I identify with the weird neighbor. Oh, you mean which weird neighbor? There's a few weird neighbors. Women in Gold was seen by Mayfair Theater. I love that a theater is... Or the person running the theater's account is uh, playing along. Woman in gold. Deadpool helps Helen Mirren get back artwork that was stolen from her family by Nazis. 
McFizney saw the unborn. The metaphobes look out in the nightclub. That's a good tip. I have not seen the unborn. Uh, Jenica Violet saw Finding Neverland. American actors using British accents bothers me. Yeah, it bugs me, especially when it's just a really, really well-known... Every once in a while they can get away with it. Like, I, Robert Downey Jr. in the Sherlock Holmes movies is alright, but Gwyneth Paltrow always bugs me when she does it, and Madonna always bugs me when she does it in her day-to-day life. The <laughs> uh, Blonkers saw Red Army. Inside look at Inside look at era of Russian hockey domination. Yeah, that looks interesting. I, I'd like to see that. J.T. Williams 923 saw Man on Fire. Denzel is fucking brutal. Amazing performance by Dakota. Yeah, she was good in that, that little fanning. Oh, I want to see this movie. Gary Rick saw uh, Barely Lethal, Sweet Silly, and made all the more fun because of game cast. All right. Yeah, I want to see that movie. It's on demand right now, I believe. Sleeper 9 saw Master and Commander. That's not the full title, but anyway. Uh, I loved it. Soft spot for Napoleonic Navy stories. Okay, well, that's certainly not a genre I have a soft spot for. I'll tell you that. Helvetica Tronics saw The Spectacular Now. Really liked the long, uncut scenes of dialogue. Yeah, I didn't. I never thought of it that way, but I guess it probably does have long, uncut scenes. Wicked D365 saw Adult Beginners. Great job all around, Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll. I've been trying to get him to uh, come on Douglas Movies to uh, talk up that movie that also stars Bobby Cannavale in what I assume is another thankless role. Close Hanger 13 saw a montage of Heck, a Kurt Cobain movie. Uh, here's our music. Don't talk about it. I don't know what that review means. Uh, Ralph Varlis saw Wishful Drinking, stage show doc about Carrie Fisher. Ooh, you didn't say if you liked it or not, though. The Alex Brennan saw City of God, mesmerizing, horrifying, brilliant. Yeah, that movie is all kinds of fucked up. My Name is Bread saw Inherent Vice. Paul Thomas Anderson knocked it out of the park in this film noir. Well, that's interesting. I like it more every time I see it, because every time like it's on a plane or something, or on cable, I don't think it's on cable yet, but I've stumbled across it on planes, and um, I'll watch it for a while. I think it's very uh, repeat-watchable. It still doesn't, I don't think it'll ever make complete sense, but uh, I like it much better than, uh, and this is probably sacrilege to say, There Will Be Blood and uh, The Master. And British Dominion saw Serial Mom, A Lesser Waters, Scattershot Laughs, Some Choice Observations. Yeah, I just love it at the beginning of the movie when that lady is watching, I think she's watching Annie, the first Annie, not Blanny. She's watching Annie on television and she's, and her dog starts licking her feet and she's like, yeah, lick them real good. For some reason, me and my friends when we saw that, we laughed and laughed and laughed. Now let's go to CineFamily. Speaking of my friends, my co-interrupters of fear were Brooks Whelan, Megan Neuringer, and Mark Wahlberg. And as always, people arguing with me on Twitter in favor of SeaWorld are a shithead. I don't know where that one goes. You should take it, maybe. Hey, everybody. How's it going? 
Uh, this one might have been the fastest sellout in the history of the Benson Interruption at CineFamily. Uh, how many people here are, are already have seen and are fans of the film Fear? Well, that's great. I finally picked one. Because when we go retro, it's, it's, it's hard to know what people are really going to respond to. You know, you can, not every movie can be hooked. So, I think that was a pretty quick sellout, too. Um, but also, I think part of the reason, uh, dare I say it, uh, for the quick sellout on this one, is that you guys probably assumed that I would ask Mark Wahlberg to participate and uh, interrupt his own movie. So let's, let's not uh, mess around. Let's get him out of here. Uh, with two of my favorite comics. Please give a big warm welcome to Brooks Whelan, Megan Nuringer, and Mark Wahlberg! favorite place to watch a movie. Well, the couches here at CineFamily really make the front row experience perfect because the thing I hate about being in front row in most theaters is that you can't put your head back. And this is really comfortable. I also love couches that are usually just completely in dark because that means no hand jobs have ever been given on this. I, you know what? This place attracts the kind of crowd that it would be sacrilege. <laughs> Some movies they show here, everyone's getting a hand job, but most of the time, and that's why these uh, couches are the kind that uh, wipe clean with the damn sponge. It's not too late. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Megan's making the offer. I'm gonna give Megan a hand job this movie. All right, let's meet my teeny tiny. Let's meet you guys in order. Brooks Whelan is here, everybody. you take this like a fish to a bowl of cement. <laughs> that's, that's like a I kind of went Sopranos on that. Right? <laughs> uh, and um, have you ever seen the motion picture Fear? No, I haven't. I did not know anything about it. Uh, I just found out Mark Wahlberg's in it. I'm excited that he's here. He's going to be watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, amazing to me that he turns out. <laughs> and uh, let's hear it for Megan Nuringer, everybody. Better of the interrupting films. Yeah, I do it even when I'm not on your show. Right? You just sit at home and yell out comments. Yep. Maybe even hold it. It'd be fun. I'm going to get a microphone for my, my couch at home and just sit there and just practice. Just keep my game up. I like to think you text Doug when you watch movies. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not alive go. until I'm ruining the experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, helping it. Yes, always. That's, that's my opinion. And I've said it several times, can't say it enough, Mark Wahlberg is here. Right. Hey, hey, Sony, okay, Stacy, please. We're going to have a Q&A before we get this started. No, we're not going to do a Q&A, Mark. All right, let's take a couple of questions. Let's take a, it's a short film. Does anybody have a question for Mark Wahlberg? Something you've always wanted to know. There's uh, feedback happening from the mics because I walked too close to those guys, I think. The answer is cardio. No matter what they ask? And it's gonna fucking help you. Let's just take a sample question and see if that's true. Right over here we got a question. How's Donnie doing? How's, How's Donnie? Donnie? 
See, cardio is not really the answer to that question. <laughs> well, it is a good Donnie, because you're running from a lot of shit. I'm gonna say this. Poor Donnie. You ask how Donnie's doing, I'm gonna tell you what I tell Donnie every single day when I let him out. You're alive? You're alive, Donnie. Now run. Be free. He's doing good. Alright. Uh, next question. Anybody else with a question? The cardio might be the answer. Yes, I also agree I should be nominated. Thank you. Wait, nominated for what? This. Retroactive. Oh, I see. Shit. Um, you didn't get nominated for a, a Razzie or anything for this, did you? Fuck no. You, that's one thing. That's one thing about this movie is it's 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 uh, you know it's a popcorn movie as we like to call them, but the uh, performances are uniformly very good and uh, some uh, really good actors in this movie. Fuck yeah, dude! I won the MTV uh, Movie Award for best film. Look that fucking shit up! Don't laugh. I've seen the film. I mean, did you? As you were playing the role, you didn't think of yourself as a villain. You were just misunderstood, right? Yeah. I'm like, I like her. Why is she not in my car? And then they go action, and I would just go with that emotion. Well, you deserve all the accolades you've gotten for for everything. You turned into a terrific actor. You went from just a horrible what? young man. <laughs> we don't need to dig up those stories. We don't need to at all. We don't need to at all. No, no reason to get into it. Ted, Ted, and then. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I killed that movie. Did you see it? No, no one's up. You liar. You fucking loved it. How many people in here saw Ted 2 for real? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my god. And how many got a hand job while they were watching it? They, they oh, raised their hands. More people answered all of a sudden. For the listener at home, they raised their There was a lot of hands raised. That's right. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here, Mark. You can go ahead and sit down. All right, let's feel this shit. 
It's too many questions. You don't have time. That's solid. That, that problem joke is the best. It's one of my favorite things about uh, this particular uh, movie that we're going to see tonight is it is a tight 95 minutes long. So after a few mortifying things that Cinefamily makes us watch, everybody please enjoy Fear. This is Douglas Mini. Show. Here with Leonard Malton, rated in the game named after him, made it funny that he's played it. 